Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Network of awareness makes your brain coherent. One of the fastest growing podcasts, you can hear it 24 7. You got listeners out in London, informationalists in Paris. Echo spreading out, no parrot. Just dissect, digest, and share it. The righteous rhymes hit the spirit. Click 90 times, it won't perish. Cause y'all's the mind ain't no fairy tale like the barely our parents. It's time to rise, don't get wary. United minds, it's apparent. Download every single errand, but most ain't fit to catch it, even if they were Larry. Interviews, the interludes, they enter you, taking you on a journey like no other. It places you in a state of awareness. It's your fault if you hate the truth. Cause y'all even y'all always on this way, my brother. Better change your views. Providing in-depth information on society and culture in America and abroad. Bringing you truth messages of inspiration, keen insight, reputable interviews, and so much more. So now, for the truth you've been waiting for, your host of the Network of Awareness podcast. Aura! Aura! The Informationalist. 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 Peace and greetings to all my network of Awareians and to all my righteous brothers and sisters in this positive movement of peace, 
love, knowledge, and understanding of life, of being one with the universe, and all praise to the Most High. My name is Aura the Informationalist, and I am the owner and founder of NetworkofAwareness.com and the Network of Awareness Podcast Radio Show. Shout outs to all my brothers in this truth movement. Shout outs to my sister. Shout outs to my brothers who um, who are associated with me and are completely tied in and fully committed to the network of awareness. Um, check out the Righteous Rap Academy if you haven't, as well as Passion Pursues Purpose and Imperial Youth Life. And of course, Network of Awareness. So people, today we have a great show this morning. Um, I've been very much occupied with a lot of work. I have some new things coming into the fold. I'm going to start. You, Some of you see my graphic marketing design um, promotions that I've been putting out on social media. I'm also going to put them out. On my website Um, What I am going to start doing Is cartoons So I'm going to be doing cartoon Reels Giving tutorials Putting out music And cartoons I mean Pretty much going to be doing a lot of stuff with, With cartoon imagery As well as The graphic art imagery That I'm going to be doing And I'm going to be offering these as services for you brothers and sisters that listen to my show. If you want to promote your business, if you want to promote your services, or if you just want to get your name out there for whatever particular reason you want to. Okay. And it's going to be a wonderful thing to be able to have these services because I'm going to offer these services or I will be offering these services at a very menial price. I'm not going to be um, taking advantage of people's pockets, but I will be giving you quality work and it will cost a fee, but I can guarantee you that it'll be well worth it. Now, with that being said, brothers and sisters, today's episode is We Are Critical Thinkers. Aren't we? And what is a critical thinker? Well, I can tell you that a critical thinker is is someone that basically is let's let's sum it up here with what I have on the uh, on the artwork. It says common people will believe anything. If they are frightened But Critically thinking people Will look for deception And find the truth Through the smoke screen Of fear Listen to critical thinkers Not fearful reactors And guess what That's what we have a lot of We have a lot of fearful Reactors in this world So if you are a critical thinker Um You're very fortunate because if you are a critical thinker, 
That means that you still have your health intact. You still have a right sound of mind. And you are not fearful. Because faith over fear will conquer any fear that people will try to bestow upon you or try to place in your mind to make you believe that there is something to be scared of. And there is nothing to be scared of when you are one with the Most High. Have a relationship with the Most High and you're going to be good. Now, however you want to call the Most High, I'm not going to tell you what to call him. I call the Most High Yahweh Elohim by his original Hebrew um, name of antiquity from the scriptures. And um, that's the name that resonates with me and it has for quite some time. The Most High revealed his name to me when I was 14 years old. And even after the Most High revealed his name to me at 14 years old, I still kept calling the Most High God. Now, if you decide to call the Most High God, that's fine. But don't allow yourself to think that there is nothing beyond what is here. Because life doesn't cease to exist once you leave your body. What actually happens is life continues to persist once you leave your body. Because this is all a spiritual experience. It may be physical, but it is still spiritual. And spirituality, when it comes to the high level of frequency and and dimensions and energy that circulates all throughout this vast universe and the space that we occupy within it um, is quite overwhelming and somewhat surreal to even imagine how vast our level or should I say how vast this universe is. And we can only begin to understand it once we understand who we are as spiritual beings having a physical experience. And the first thing that you have to realize is that you are a spiritual being having a physical experience. This is not religious talk. See, religion, what religion has done, religion has skewed your perceptions of yourself. Religion has given you a dictated doctrine on what is and what isn't. And religion makes you rely on a narrative where the Most High doesn't have a narrative because the Most High doesn't need one. The Most High just is. You see, when you wake up in the morning, you are waking up from a death. Every time you go to sleep, you are dying. You are going back into the spiritual and the physical is dying momentarily or temporarily. And once you open your eyes again, that's, that's, that's everything that is and ever will be. You are now that spiritual being awake to experience the physical. Well, what happens when your eyes no longer open? Does life cease to exist? I'm going to say no. And 
people can say, hey, that's Aura's opinion. That's not true. Well, prove me wrong. And then I'll accept it as not being true. Until then, it's going to be as true as how the sun rises in the east. And there's nothing that can deny that. So, welcome to all my critical thinkers. And if you have yet to become a critical thinker, what are you waiting for? Now is the time to become a critical thinker more now than ever before. That's just a reality that you either accept or you don't. The choice is up to you. So I say this, brothers and sisters, let's be critical thinkers and let's stay critical thinkers because critical thinking these days is paramount. It is necessary. It is absolutely vital to continuing a positive well-being because there are so many distractions and so many things that are being implemented into our modern-day society to make us question ourselves, to make us... Let me fix my... uh, Mike here for a second to make us fearful and to basically keep us in fear. So I have some issues with my mic here, man. My mic uh, is funny. My mic stand, my mic boom arm, for some reason, it keeps flipping and flopping. So let me fix it here. Let's take a quick break. And uh, let me uh, put this together here and figure out why my mic keeps dropping like this, man. This is becoming very annoying. I ain't going to lie. But uh, I'll be right back, people. Um, We're going to take a quick break, play some music, and um, we'll come back to Critical Thinkers. You are now tuned in to the Network of Awareness. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Me a nightmare for people like you. Me a nightmare for people like you.
just tell me what's happening to me in plain English with, without the mumbo jumbo. All right, we are back. So peace and greetings, brothers and sisters. It's a uh, it's a beautiful Thursday morning on February tenth here in the Tampa Bay area of Florida. Shout outs to all my peoples in Florida and uh, the Sunshine State. Shout outs to all my peoples in New York and in um, Illinois. And uh, let's see here, yeah. Uh, just a couple of shout outs to all my peoples here that have been um, downloading the network of awareness, which I greatly appreciate. You, you know how I always let you brothers and sisters know that <clears throat> downloading the show is very important. That's how the, that's how the network grows. That's how the podcast grows. So I do appreciate your support. With that being said, Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Let's see something here. I just want to. I just want to give a shout out to some of the places here. So shout outs to uh, all the countries that support me around the world. And some of the newer countries that have been joining too, like. New Zealand, and, uh, New Zealand, Ireland, Italy, Romania, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, Turkey, Brazil, Tuna, uh, Tunisia, Poland, Philippines, United Kingdom, Spain, Australia, Russia, Greece, Israel, Finland, India, Germany, and Canada. Shout out to all my brothers and sisters out there. Love y'all, man. Thank you so much. Let's keep those numbers growing overseas. And, uh, you know, um, I know I talk a lot about the United States, but I know that you brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the same thing we're experiencing here, which is this medical tyranny amongst other things. Because we are all in this together, people. This is a human experience, Okay. And we have to be resistant to the manipulation 
that they be, that they place on the masses. And there's always going to be a few out of the many that understand the hypocrisy, that get it, that don't fall for the bamboozlement of our worldly governments. Shout outs to the United States. Of course, the United States being the country that I live in is the biggest supporter of the network of awareness. And I greatly appreciate you brothers and sisters. And, um, looks like New York, baby. Y'all jumped up into number one spot. So shout outs to New York. Let's go. New York. Y'all number one, man. Appreciate y'all. And Georgia, you beat out Florida and Illinois in number two. So shout outs to my brothers and sisters in Georgia. You just beat out Illinois. Shout outs to all the peoples in Illinois, especially out there in Chicago. Yeah, really uh, supporting a brother. Shout outs to my brothers and sisters in Florida. Yeah, listen, I never thought Florida would be ranked fourth on this list. This is a first. So to all my peoples out in Florida, step your game up, man. What, what are you doing? Yeah, slacking on the network of awareness, man. The East Coast of Florida, I don't know what the hell y'all doing, but wake the hell up, man. Stop, stop uh, procrastinating on this truth. Because for some reason, I don't know if it's because I'm just being shadow banned or what. But for some reason, the whole entire East Coast of Florida just fell off the map with me for the exception of Miami and a couple of spots here and there where I get a couple of downloads. But, you know, the West Coast of Florida definitely supports. That's where most of my numbers come from. And that's here in the Tampa Bay area, you know, places like Clearwater and Tampa and and Lutz and St. Petersburg. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Sarasota and places like that. But the East Coast of Florida, I don't know what's going on, but uh, definitely support a brother. Or if you want quality information, support a brother because you know what? A lot of times when I discuss things with y'all on this podcast, I could be like these YouTubers and, and read all these documents. And sometimes I do every once in a while. But I just want to give you the clear, concise, common sense approach to the reality that we are experiencing here in the United States and also abroad. Because this is a multitude of different experiences, but all one experience. And all I want to do is give a common sense approach. Just really something plain, plain and simple to understand. I don't like to get too complex. I used to do that. And that's not going to help a lot of people because a lot of people in this world have different levels of understanding. And as a grown man and getting older now, middle-aged man, I'm starting to realize that more and more, that not everybody is going to be able to see some of the things I see. And there's going to be things that you can see that I can't. But what I want to do is allow you to understand why I see these things in the most simplest way for you to understand so that we can have common ground when it comes to our level of understanding. And I'm always learning new things, especially, you know, I never thought I would be somebody on social media, but now I am for the purposes of 
marketing and promotion, but I'm getting a wealth of information on social media, people. See, because when I look at social media, I'm looking for meaningful content. You know what I'm saying? I'm not on TikTok watching girls do the booty shake. You know what I'm saying? And I do get those videos. I get girls that send me, that are constantly following me and saying, hey, check me out here. If you like what you see, go to my OnlyFans page, blah, 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 blah. And don't get me wrong. These women are fine. I'm talking about super duper fine. But me as a man, you know, I've been, I've done been there and done that when it comes to, you know, women, a woman who is shaking her butt and her breasts on camera can't do a damn thing for me. The only thing she's going to be able to do for me is help me to, to release some, some, some juice. Okay. I'm trying to not to be graphic here, but that's about it. There ain't nothing else that woman's going to be able to do for me. And me as a man that I'm dumb, I'm sapiosexual in, in, in my nature, meaning that I'm sexually stimulated and aroused by women who have a great depth of intellect. Women that are intelligent and project their intelligence in the most authentic, unique way possible. And women that are upright and righteous, that is what arouses me. Not these, you know, women that just, that's all they got, man, is their body and their face. That's it. There's nothing else that doesn't entice me. And if you're a man that that's into that, hey, do you. Because I know people that watch TikTok for that purpose alone, to watch a bunch of young girls or older women that still got it shaking their butt on camera. And that's it. And it's like, as much as that might be nice to look at that aesthetically, but <clears throat> what is it doing for you spiritually? What is it doing for your mind? How is it improving your life? How is it making you aware of things that you may not have been aware of? Because I'm going to tell you something, brothers and sisters, and some of you sisters too, that watch these men with their shirts off and the pecs and the abs and all that and doing all their little um, gay dances. Um, what are you getting from that? You know what I mean? Because being a critical thinker, you have to be able to dissect things. And me, I'm a critical thinker, so I'm always looking for things that are going to challenge me mentally. I'm always looking to find the truth under the uh, the levels or the like a, the, the onion, right? When you peel the layers of the onion, that's a lot of what we are given. And what I enjoy doing and what I'm pretty good at is peeling the different layers of the onions to get to the core, to get to the nucleus of what's considered the truth. But let me continue giving some salute here. I want to give a shout out to Washington, North Carolina, Virginia, Louisiana, Texas. Thank you so much. Uh, New Jersey. And just to see where we're at in New Jersey. Vineland, New Jersey. Thank you so much. Appreciate the support. Um, who else we got here? 
Colorado. Thank you so much. California. Appreciate y'all, man, so much. California, man. I remember California was literally like one place. And now we got like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 places, man. Santa Maria, Temecula, San San Bernardino, El Segundo, Colton, Victorville, Santa Ana, Ontario, Fresno, Los Angeles, Fontana, and Pomona. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Shout-outs to Missouri. Thank you. Arizona, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Alabama, Oklahoma, Indiana. Shout-outs to Yazun in Oklahoma doing his rap battle um, thing. Really appreciate it, brother. Um, I'm really happy to see your... You know, your evolution as an MC coming together. You know, can't wait to see when you're my age, the type of bars you be spitting. Um, shout outs to Indiana, Arkansas, Massachusetts, Kentucky, Connecticut, Ohio, North Dakota, Minnesota, Michigan, Mississippi, Maryland, South Carolina, and of course, West Virginia, baby. Let's go. Appreciate y'all, man. And all those other states that are not listed that um that follow the network of awareness. So critical thinkers, man. We are the people who are not falling for the science appliance. And if you have not felt victim to the science appliance, um, then you know, you good. Stay that way. And I see somebody joined um, the chat room this morning. Shout outs to Sister Crystal Glass. Sister, I didn't promote this show. Um, I didn't plan on doing this, but um, since I didn't get to edit last night, I figured let me put out this live episode. So thank you for taking the time out to join me. And let's let's show some, let's show the sister some some love. And. I pray that you and your family have a great day as well, sister. She says, I don't watch stuff like that. It doesn't interest me. I don't even like male strippers. (laughs) Long time ago, my cousin used to say most of them don't even like women. (laughs) That is true, believe it or not. Um, A lot of male strippers are homosexual. And uh, if they're not, they're bisexual. Um, That's a, you know... That stripper world, man, it's uh it's an interesting world. It's one it's one that I never really like got engaged with. Strips clubs was never my thing. It was stuff that my I remember my stepfather took me to a strip club and he paid for me to get a lap dance. And it was one of the worst experiences I ever had because the the girl that was giving me the lap dance, she was actually hurting my stomach because my belt buckle as she was like riding me was going into my uh, pelvic bone. And I was just like, I wasn't into it. I, I'm I'm the type of person where if I have to, you know what it is too? And it's like, listen, if you're into strip clubs, hey, do you? I'm not going to judge somebody for for that. But I'm going to tell you something. And you, you, could, you could think whatever you want. But a person like me, a man like me, even when, especially when I was younger, my, I guess my saving grace from the most high was the one of the main reasons why I wasn't into strip clubs was because I had women flocking to me 
all the time. It's not, I didn't have to pay a woman to want to take off her clothes in front of me. And I'm not saying that to, to be conceited or anything like that. It's just the truth. I've had, I had plenty of women in my life, especially when I was in my 20s and teens and, and even in my early 30s, where a lot of that slowed down. Because after I had my daughter in my mid-20s, a lot of things slowed down because I became more responsible in how I dealt with women. But it was never hard for me to have women want to take their clothes off for me. And it's not, it's, I didn't even have to ask them. They wanted to, you know what I mean? So because of that, I just never was into strip clubs because I looked at the girls like when the few strip clubs that I did go to because friends wanted me to go and pretty much like, you know, twisted my arm to make me go so that I can keep give them company. It's like, it just, I, the women were beautiful, don't get me wrong, but it just wasn't my thing, man. Because I was the type of dude that I would go to a club to go dance and have a good time. And nine times out of 10, I was leaving with somebody because there was a woman that wanted to have sex with me. That was a, that was like a, a very um, frequent thing for me. And I'm not saying this, brothers and sisters, to to brag or because I, I'm not really proud that I've slept with a lot of women in my earlier years. That's why being the way I am now, where I'm not sexually active like that, um, it's not. Uh, a, it's actually something I am proud of. It's not a problem for me. See, some men would be like, "Oh, you know, you're not getting no play." Blah blah blah. It's like. It's not that I don't want to get no play. It's that now I have a deeper level of understanding of how I treat sex. So the next time I have sex, it's going to be with somebody that I know, somebody that I've gotten time to invest in knowing, and somebody that I care about, all right? And of course, it's going to be meaningful because when you have sex, it's a spiritual experience. And you got to be very careful, especially nowadays, right? Because nowadays you have people walking around here with autoimmune diseases, okay? And there's a lot of them. There's a lot of people walking around like that with autoimmune diseases. So if I was to have sex with a woman, which hopefully I will, you know, but I'm not desperate for it. See, that's the big thing. Sometimes we need to get a release. And I'm going to tell you something. There's a, a certain spiritual energy that, that builds up in you, okay? If you are a spiritual man and woman, that if you're not releasing that, um, that orgasm, you build up energy. And you can release that energy in different ways. Matter of fact, in the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, he calls it sexual transmutation. And what sexual transmutation is, if you don't know, sexual transmutation is taking that same energy and applying it to something else in your life to be productive. So if you've never read the book, Think and Grow Rich, check it out because 
I'm not going to give a whole breakdown because it goes deep, but he gives you examples of people that in acts of passion take that sexual transmit, uh, mutation energy and transmute it into some other form. And it's always something meaningful and creative. So, oh, <laughs> I'm just reading the, okay, sister, I got you. <laughs> you find, yeah, okay, you got that, uh, you got that nuclear energy. Okay, I got you. But see, that's the thing is that when, when you're storing that energy from, from not being um, sexually active, you can apply that energy into other things. Now, brothers and sisters, especially if you're a grown-ass man or woman, I'm never going to tell you not to have sex, right? I think we should all be having sex. It's just on who we're having sex with is the, the biggest deal. You know what I'm saying? Because just like any other man, for me, of course I like a voluptuous, voluptuous woman with a nice, uh, you know, nice chesty woman with a nice uh, bottom and beautiful face and nice succulent lips and eyes and all that stuff. Of course I do. But to what extent are you willing to go just to get a release. Because I'm going to tell you something. And I just started, I was just having this conversation because me and Take One are working on a project. So we were talking yesterday. Um, topic of conversation, because the brother is always asking me questions, right? Because he's a lot younger than me. So he's always asking me questions to get a perspective from an older person who's been there and done that. And he had made a comment that I completely agreed with him. And I told him that that's the story of my life when I was younger. Because, see, when I was younger, um, I was very reckless in who I slept with. And I'm so grateful that I don't have any uh, sexually transmitted diseases because I could have caught some. You know what I mean? And uh, I could have been one of those dudes. But, you know, I give all praise to the Most High that that didn't happen to me. Now, I wasn't having unprotected sex with everybody that I came across, but I did. I, I had my episodes. Um, but the thing that Brother Take One said is that um, he said, he said, you know, it could be one choice that you make, one little minor decision that you make that can change the whole entire course of your life. And I said, you're absolutely right, because that's exactly what I experienced. And what I experienced was the fact that 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 very thing he said is what happened to me. Because when I met my daughter's mother, people, see, my daughter's mother wasn't like some woman that I was dating or getting to know like that. She was more of a girl that I came across through a friend who had a girlfriend and um, his girlfriend basically suggested that I meet her cousin that was staying with her. And they was like, yeah, you know, she's a good girl. She just has some challenges with drugs and she's clean and sober now. I think she was clean and sober for six months or something like that. 
And it was like, she needs a nice guy to hang out with, blah, blah, blah. And um, shout outs to Sister Nama. Thank you for joining. Shout outs to New Jersey. Shout outs to Chicago too. Sister Crystal, I forgot about Chicago. The numbers are, are crazy right now in Illinois. So shout outs to all my peoples in Illinois. But um, this, this girl was a real plain Jane white girl. Okay. She's um her she's from she's German and Norwegian. Now, you're never gonna hear me talk about mixing um ethnicities with other ethnicities, because I know certain people that have relationships with Caucasian men and women that are very fulfilling. Me personally, I'm gonna tell you straight up. When I moved up to upstate New York, I didn't, there was no such thing as dating or being with white girls where I came from. There were white girls around here and there, but growing up in New York City, you, you're dealing with mostly black and brown people, okay? And what I mean by black and brown people, if we want to get, you know, into social constructs, we're talking about the Hispanic and black people. Right. But a lot of Hispanic people are black. See, a lot of my family's black. They just know how to speak Spanish. And if you've heard my shows in the earlier episodes, my great grandmother, who I'm very, very spiritually connected to, never met the woman in my life. But my father was her. Um, and my father's in that picture, by the way, if you see that picture of me as a baby, that's my father. I come from uh, I come from a Hebrew um, a long line of Hebrew people in my family, especially on my father's side. All right. But see what the thing with a lot of so-called Hispanic people that are black, um, they, they don't consider themselves black, which is, this is interesting, but that, that goes back to Jim Crow. And that's why a lot of people back in the days. And I used to tell them like, they're like, Oh, you know, I speak Spanish and it's like, okay, well, I, you know, I speak Spanish. I speak my native tongue and it's like, no, no. First of all, you don't speak your native tongue because your native tongue was stolen from you. So all you people that, that are from either Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico, Haiti, um, Jamaica, uh, the, the, the Virgin Islands and all these places, whatever dialect of language you speak, okay, whether it be Creole, Spanish or whatever, that's not your native tongue. That is the tongue in the language of your oppressors. See, because Christopher Columbus spoke Spanish. That's why I don't, I don't subscribe to people be like, oh, um, you're Puerto Rican. I'm like, nah, I'm a spiritual being having a physical experience, baby. Because the true nature of who I am spiritually has been robbed from me. All right. I understand that now. So whether I, I do know how to speak Spanish fluently, but that's not something I'm proud of because at the end of the day, it's Spanish. It's the language of my oppressors. The same thing about speaking English like I'm doing right now. I'm speaking the language of my oppressor. Because this was a language that I was forced to learn because of where I grew up, which is the United Serpents of America. 
And I think people get it twisted too. Even the word Negro. If you look up the word Negro, Negro it means black. And then what that means, the reason why they even use that term is because it meant that you were nothing. Okay, people? So be careful with the words that you choose when you identify each other because I don't like calling people Negro. I don't. Because that's me saying that you're nothing. That is a Spanish word. Okay? Negro. Negro is just a, the English dialect of it, but it's Negro. And if you called Negro in the in any place in the in the countries that speak Spanish... That's just another way of saying you're nothing. You're not even human. You know, that's why I prefer to either call myself Hebrew from the days of antiquity or <clears throat> call myself a spiritual being having a physical experience because that's truly what the hell I am. And that's ex exactly what you are. Regardless of your pigmentation, you are a spiritual being having a physical experience. And I think that once we start understanding that, we can get closer to understanding what the most high is and who the most high is. But going back to what I was saying about one decision can change the course of your life. I, that happened to me because I wasn't getting with white girls. White girls liked me when I lived in New York, but it wasn't my thing. You know, I like melanated brown skin, you know, women. That's always been my thing to this very day. But like many of us, when we're exposed to certain cultures, depending on the level of attention we're getting, we're going to succumb to certain things, especially if we're not, if we're living our life a certain way without certain principles. And I got with one of the most plain, and, and when I say God, I mean, literally, like this is a girl I barely knew. I knew her for like 30 days, okay? And then I got her pregnant because we had sex a couple of times. And the most high revealed to me that this wasn't a woman I should be dealing with, but I wasn't paying heed to the messages. And she stole from me, like two weeks of knowing her, she stole from my counter when she stayed in my apartment. Um, she lied to me, dead in my face a couple of times. And I pretty much let her go. You know, in that 30-day period, it was like, I can't deal with you. And then she started crying and wanting to hang out with me. And, you know, my simpish ways at the time, being Captain, having that uh, Captain Save-A-Hole syndrome in me, I felt sorry for her. And I'm going to tell you something. Some some of the worst, matter of fact, what that guy said on um, social media, I forgot his name, but he said, think about all the worst decisions you ever made in your life were all based on emotional decisions. They weren't logical. And I agree with him 110%. And I've said... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This before, I don't 
regret the experience of having a child with a white woman because it was something that the most high had to put me through to become the man that I am today. Will I ever do that again? No. And it's nothing against so-called white people. I think white people, for the most part, some of them in this country are really beautiful people. There's a lot of them that are not, but there are some that are beautiful people. But for me, being the type of man that I am and going through all of the oppression and the struggles I've been through, I can't get with a white woman ever again. You know what I'm saying? Because it's never worked out for me when I have tried it because there's always that white privilege that comes out where they think they're better than you and they act like that. And sometimes they don't even do it on purpose. It's a subconscious thing. And I'm just a type of person that it's like, I like to stick to my brown, you know, melanated women. And um, I'm more comfortable with that because they understand my struggle and they can relate to me a lot better because we live similar lifestyles in the sense that we go through this rat race of trying to make it in the United shenanigans of America. And a lot of so-called white people just don't have that experience because everything kind of works in their favor. The only time you might meet a white person that they've kind of been in similar struggles as you is if they grew up in the hood, you know, or grew up in some type of trailer park or something. But even that, you know, for me personally, not to knock anybody who has a a white wife or husband, but it's just not for me. I've been there, tried it, won't ever do it again. Um, But because I, you know, fell victim to that um, temptation, I wound up having a child with a woman that I barely knew. I knew her for like 30 days and she wound up getting pregnant. Her mother wanted her to get an abortion And she was even contemplating it, but she was like, I don't think she wanted to. I think she wanted me to make the decision for her. And I did. I said, you do what you want to do. I'll support you either way. I did that nonsense. And and I don't regret it, but if I was given the opportunity to take it back, I would. And the only reason is because I wouldn't want my daughter to be raised in the manner in which she did because it was all messed up. It was, it was, it was probably one of the worst things I've ever seen happen to a child in the way they were raised and not equipped to be a productive, you know, responsible, uh, self-aware human being. My daughter wasn't raised like that. That's why my daughter's all screwed up now and I don't have a relationship with her. What I like to, of course... But my daughter has to make some major changes in her life in order for me to be a part of it. Because as much as I love her, I'm not going to play the Satan game. I'm not going to play the satanic, demonic realm game where a lot of these kids are subscribing to demonic ways. And unfortunately, my daughter is one of those people. And um, all I could do is pray for her. You know what I mean? And a lot of people say, hey, she's going to come back around and all that. And um, that's another thing. When you have kids with people of Caucasian descent 
in this country, your kids will suffer because nine times out of 10, that kid will never look like a white person. Just like my daughter. My daughter has very wide nostrils. You know, her. she has my eyes. You could just tell that she doesn't look like a typical white girl. She just doesn't at all. But because of the way she was raised, my daughter used to not want to stay in the sun because she didn't want her skin getting dark. That was the type of stuff that I saw that was, you know, very disappointing. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I have to take responsibility for it because as messed up as the woman that I had a kid with was, I'm still the one that laid down with her. So I had to accept that as messed up as it is. It's like, hey, this is the bed you laid in. So you got to, you know, you got to sleep in it or not even so much sleep in it, but you got to accept it for what it is because you decided to lay in this bed. But you see, at those in those days when I made that decision, see that decision when I was having the conversation with Brother Take One, that one experience of laying down with this woman changed the whole entire course of my life. And it made me very bitter. It made me a very angry young man. I was always mad, people. I'm going to tell you right now. When I was younger, I was, you know, I was a positive dude around people. But on the inside, I was upset all the time. And a lot of times, I would smoke marijuana to numb my pain. And I would smoke a lot of it to try to numb my pain. And it never worked. Because after the high goes away, the pain is still there, stronger than ever. So I wanted to share that story with you, not to go off on a different tangent, but it's those, that one experience changed the course of my life. But at the same time, the saving grace of the Most High was that it made me so damn strong. It made me super duper strong, you know, to where now... I don't succumb to the temptations of the flesh like I used to. I just don't. I have pretty women that like me, you know, especially out here in um in Florida. You know, there's matter of fact, here in Florida, the white women are beautiful. They really are, especially in the way they dress and everything. It's like, you know, when it's hot, women don't wear that much clothes. So you, it's very revealing. They, their bodies are very revealing. But for me... I'm going to stick to what I know and, you know, I'm going to stick to my, my, uh, my sisters that are, you know, got that, uh, got dark skin and caramel complexion and have a little, little bit of an attitude, not too much, but a little bit, you know, and, uh, have that street smarts, but also have that intelligence. That's what I like, you know, and it's nothing against, um, White girls, I think white girls are beautiful. It's just that the level of understanding here in America is so, it's so different, you know? It's, it, it's, it's just something that I've been there, done that, I won't ever do it again, you know? And people could say that that's ignorant of me and I, I'll accept that, but it's just is what it is. It's like, I learned my lesson and uh, won't do it again. But even a lot of the, 
the black and brown women out here, as beautiful as they are, a lot of them are just dumb. You know, they're not, they're all about attention, attention, attention. That's it. That's all they're about. Who can, who can get them attention? Like who, and, and it's, they're always looking for the next best thing. They like having two or three dudes on call. They don't just want you. They want you for Tuesdays and Thursdays, but they want, you know, they want Steve on Mondays and Wednesdays and then have Jay on Saturdays and Sundays. That's, that's what a lot of women are like, like out here, you know? It's, it's very hard. I'm reading one of the comments. The Mandy Males are wicked. Oh, yeah. I had I I I had a Mandy <laughs> back in the days when I was 18. And you know what's crazy, sister? She's probably listening to this show. But hey, I'm going to say what it is. I tried to reunite with her a couple of years ago. You know, because she treated me so nice, but she went into the military and that military messed that girl up. Something awful. So she became Mandy Mayo 2.0. And that's another thing, people. You've heard me say this before. One of the things I joke about, but it's true. See, I come from, I come from a, a background of, of a family that knows how to cook. And I could tell you like this. I just think that the way black people cook, it, it, there's nothing that can top that. I, that's just my opinion though, right? Because I can't say that that's facts. But I'm going to tell you why. Because when my family cooks, I, it's, the food is just amazing, man. And when I've, I remember eating... Uh, I had a potato salad at, um, I don't know if it was for Thanksgiving or if it was at a barbecue that I went with my daughter's mother to her mother's house, but her mother had made <clears throat> potato salad. People, let me tell you something. The worst potato salad I ever had in my life. And it wasn't just that, you know, cause I've had several different white women's <clears throat> potato salad. Horrible, 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 horrible. And uh, don't get me wrong. I think Italian food is phenomenal. But when it came to potato salad, that's just, it's just mayo and potatoes. <laughs> uh, yeah, not, not working for me, man. You know what I'm saying? Matter of fact, if I was to go to a gathering and they was to offer me Potato salad, I'll be like, pass, I'm good. You know, I'll have some excuse or something, but won't ever do it again. It, the, something about the way white people make potato salad is just not, it doesn't have the, the proper, <clears throat> I don't know, elements of what it takes to make potato salad taste good. And my Aunt Lucy, man, let me tell you something. My Aunt Lucy makes some of the best potato salad I ever had in my entire life. But you see people like, 
I, you know, when you hear me talk about this stuff, it, it may be funny and stuff, and there's a lot of truth to it. But at the end of the day, man, we all have different levels of how we operate within our culture, within our experiences, but we all are still spiritual beings having a physical experience. And for me, I gravitate to what makes sense and what feels right. And definitely Sister Nama, she said, get this book called Emoja, Interracial Con Game. Amazon has. Okay, definitely. I'll check it out. Yeah, the, the see the thing with the with the interracial stuff, man, I agree with a lot of the information that's out there, you know? Because it, it all stems back to having somebody that understands your struggle, you know, understands that lives that same type of lifestyle. And for me, anytime I was with a woman that was of the same skin complexion than me or darker, uh, there was always a level of respect. Now, don't get me wrong. We've had our problems, right? <laughs> like, oh man, I've had some crazy ones too. Some real possessive ones. But for the most part, there's a level of understanding that I never had with a white woman where... Because we gone through the same experiences, there were certain things that we would be able to communicate to each other without having to say anything. Whereas if I was with, and I wasn't with many white women, so I don't want you to think that I was this uh, snow bunny, you know, I was on a snow bunny bonanza. But there was something that I noticed where when it came to white women, there just wasn't that, it wasn't that thing where we just had a level of understanding without saying anything. We could communicate telepathically. That never came. That never came to fruition. It was always like we have to have a discussion about everything, you know. And a lot of times, it was just conflict because white privilege here in America and how white people are supported. It's an epidemic. It, it's it's not right, but it's a reality. And a lot of white people are influenced by, by this culturally, whether they want to accept it or not. It's just the truth. And it's always this level of resentment towards you not being white and wanting, they always kind of want you to accept their culture more than they want to be accepting of yours. And I remember, just to give you a perfect example, that I remember telling my daughter when she was a baby, I was like, oh, you dropped your bobo. And I was like, let me wash it down. And, you know, of course, she was like, uh, she was like, no, it's a binky. It's a binky. And I'm like, it's a bobo. Like, that's what we call it. And she's like, well, it's a binky. And it's just like, you know, stuff like that rubbed me the wrong way. But I had a friend, okay, and I'm not going to mention his name, um, but he knows who he is. And he's actually the, was the boyfriend of her cousin. And now they're married. I think they have like two or three kids now. 
And they're meant for each other because they're just trifling people, you know, trifling people attract. But he was the type of dude that he comes from the same background that I come from. But yet he tried to act like a white dude. And it was like he was more welcoming to their culture than his own culture. And it was disappointing, man. I mean, it got so bad that instead of him wanting to go to the Puerto Rican Day Parade, all right, to be around his peoples, um, he decided that he's going to go to St. Patrick's Day Parade and, and go have a good old time on St. Patrick's Day. And, I, and we, oh, man, it was so disappointing, man. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Sister Nama said, I, people, who puts raisins in potatoes? <laughs> you know, it's crazy, though. I didn't know that they do that, sister, because the uh, potato salad I had what, didn't have raisins in it. It literally had potatoes and mayo. I don't think it had anything else, to be honest with you. I can't, from what I remember, I don't think it had anything else. I could be wrong, though. I could be wrong. But it is what it is. I learned my lesson, though, because, see, the most high gave me a lot of outs before I even got this girl pregnant in that very short 30-day window. He showed me who she was. He's like, she's a thief. She's untrustworthy, and this is not the type of woman you should be getting with. This is not your flow. The Most High revealed that to me, and I didn't listen, you know, because I was promiscuous at that time, and I was looking at this as another piece of booty for me to have under my belt that if one... and and. That's the crazy part. The other two women I was dealing with at the time were were black women. But you see, I was so reckless that one of them was psycho. So I'm glad that even though we went through a lot of trials and tribulations and I got her pregnant too, but she wound up having an abortion. Um, there was a part of me that was glad that I didn't have a kid with her, but I paid for that. You see, because she went through that abortion and all that, and she was she was crazy. She was the cray-cray to the fifth power. But there are parts of me that say, damn, I understand now. Because of what I went through with her, I should have had her kid, a kid with her instead. But this is how the Most High had to teach me a hard, hard lesson. It's like, okay, you don't want to listen. You want to do your own thing and you don't want to pay heed to the messages. So this is what you're going to get. And I suffered, people. I suffered. See, I'm not suffering anymore, but the pain is still there from that suffering, if that makes any sense. Because there's a part of me that wish I had a relationship with my child. But there's also a bigger part of me that's like, I can't because I'm not going to subscribe to the nonsense that her mother has instilled in her. And just to let you know that, you know, that saying that people say where they say God doesn't like ugly, well, the Most High doesn't like ugly, man. The Most High don't like it when you do, you know, his chosen people wrong. And because her mother had did me dirty, her mother's miserable. 
She looks horrible. This woman is younger than me by three years. I think she's, I think she's 42 now or 41, but she looks like she's 61. Horrible. I mean, she wears dentures. Uh, I mean, just you name it. She's just like a whole different person. Look, doesn't even look like she used to. And it's because of all the stuff that she's done to me and probably to other people too, you know? So spiritually, she's gone. And she still owes me $10,000 for child support, all right? Because I did take custody of my daughter. So the, all those years that I had custody and I was raising my daughter on my own, this chick never paid a cent. The only reason I've gotten about, I say, 3000 of the thirteen or $14,000 that she did owe me is because of her taxes. And I have a feeling that this year, I'm not going to see that money again when she files taxes because she probably won't, okay? Because she's now unemployed again. So whatever money I used to get on a weekly basis, I'm not getting it no more. And it's funny how the way the court systems work because now in order for me to get that money, I got to do a lot of work to try to make that happen. And I'm completely exhausted at this point. I'm just, there's a part of me that really wants to make sure that she pays me just to like stick it to her. But it's like the most high is like, you got bigger and better things to do. You know what I mean? Let it be. If it happens, it happens, whatever, you know? But if it was me on the other foot, I'd be in jail right now, man. I know that because at one time, when they hit me with a $2,500 bill for her lawyer fees and put it into child support rears, oh, I got my license suspended, had sheriffs come into my house and all types of stuff, man. But it's like, you know, the when uh, especially not just women, but especially white women in the court system, forget it, man. When, you are, when you're a melanated man and you're in the courtroom with a, a female that's white, not even just a female, because just a female alone, they're always going to favor the females. But when the female is white and they look at you and they know that you're not one of them, ooh, let me tell you, brothers and sisters, that's not a, it's not, that's not a good place to be at. You're in the dimension of hell and all the odds are stacked against you. And I got stories for days about that in the state of New Jersey. And I didn't even live in New Jersey, okay? That's, that's a whole nother story. But going back to being, you know, the topic of today's show is being a critical thinker. And now that um, we have some people in the chat room, shout outs to, to Kyle and Jacob. Thanks for joining. I didn't uh, schedule this. So um, I'm glad that you saw that you probably got the email from Spreaker that I was coming on. But... Today's episode is critical thinkers. And I know that a lot of you brothers and sisters in this chat room are critical thinkers. Because like it says on the title, common people will believe anything if they are frightened. But critical thinking people will look for deception and find the truth through the smoke screen of fear. Listen to critical thinkers, not fearful reactors. And... Being a critical thinker comes with great responsibility because 
you're always going to go against the status quo way of thinking because the status quo way of thinking is going to be like, oh, did you get your... And you're like, nah, I didn't get that, you know? Well, why? You should get it, you know? We got to stay safe and this and that. And the moment you start talking and being like, well, I'm not comfortable with getting the... And here are the reasons why, you know? It's like, now you're a public enemy number one. Now you're a conspiracy theorist. You're this, you're that. You think you know everything, blah, blah, blah. But yet, you know, you have to stick to what you know. You have to use critical thoughts in order to dissect a whole entire legacy of lies. This world has a legacy of lies, especially when it comes to this country called the United States of America. It was built off of lies and it continues to lie to this very day. This is the type of country that makes you believe that uh, Benjamin Franklin discovered electricity by flying a kite with a key and that lightning struck the kite and he figured out electricity. Like this is the this is the type of country that makes you believe that Thomas Edison was this great man of innovation and invention. And he wasn't. Matter of fact, if you've ever seen a picture of Thomas Edison, the man looks wicked. Like you look into his eyes, and I, I see a demon. That's what I see. I don't see a man. I see a straight demon. I see a cold callous, blue blood man. That's what I see. So him being this great inventor, and it's all lies. All of his patents were stolen by black men that worked for him. Every single one of his patents. Even with the light bulb, he stole that from Nikolai Tesla. Nikolai Tesla discovered how to create the light bulb to make it work and all that. Nikolai Tesla figured out a lot of things, but if you listen to, if you read Nikolai Tesla's memoirs, he tells you that that wasn't even him. He said he was getting all his information from the, from the voices of the spiritual beings. So the demigods, or uh, also known as the, um, the fallen angels or these interdimensional beings, they were feeding him information. And he admits to that. He's like, yeah, I was getting information from the beans. They would whisper to him. They would come visit him at night and tell him, do this, do that. That's how HARP got created. The weather modification system got created through the technology that Nikolai Tesla put together, but that technology was given to him through the demigods, through the fallen angels. A lot of people don't talk about that, right? But when you go deep into the research like I used to, I don't do, I don't go deep into research like I used to because that can make you go crazy because there was a point in time where I was so going so deep down the rabbit hole. I was slowly driving myself insane. Slowly, slowly driving myself insane. And that's true, brother Jacob, that the light bulb you know, existed way before Thomas Edison because back in Egypt, they had light bulbs, you know what I'm saying? So there's nothing new under the sun, you know, nothing, nothing new under the sun. Facts are my cousin, 
took the science supply. Oh, okay. I like how you put SA. <laughs> his brother gets tested weekly for his job at 28 bucks a pop. So he gets, so let me understand this. He's getting $28 from his job to get tested. Wow. That's crazy. They showed that in the first Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing, people. If you are a critical thinker, you can see a lot of what they show you in the films that they make it seem imaginary, but it's very, it's very much based on historical facts and findings. So this is nothing new. Hollywood is always, um, Hollywood is always exposing the truth. They just do it theatrically, right? So it keeps you in a state of believing that it's just an illusion that's not real, but it is very, very much real. And Hollywood's been doing that for a pretty long time, a long, long time. But if you are a critical thinker, you can dissect these films for what they truly are. I'm always doing it. And I'm always amazed of the satanic themes in almost every single film that's out. And every single film that you watch for the most part has satanic Masonic symbolism in it. You just have to be very aware. You brothers and sisters heard um, when I was um, uh, talking about um, the Aretha Franklin movie, that scene where Aretha Franklin is walking up the steps on the left-hand side, there is the 666 for the subway. And it's like, there's no 6666 for the subway, but yet they put it on the side of the staircase. And if you're not aware, it'll pass you. You'll subliminally receive it, but in the conscious forefront of your mind, you won't catch it. I did because I'm constantly aware. I'm constantly dissecting and I'm, you know, I'm looking for the deception and I saw it. I was like, oh, look at that. She's going up the stairs to go meet with, the, with her future husband, right? The man that her father told her he didn't want her dealing with. And as she's walking up the steps to go on her little fling, um, boom, there goes the 666 in black. So if you go back to that movie, brothers and sisters, you'll actually see it. You'll see the the 666 that I'm talking about and you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about on the subway staircase of the um, Aretha Franklin movie. All right. So um, let's take a, let's take a break and I'm going to play some music here. Uh, I'm going to play some music from brother Kyle. We're also going to play a song that I did with uh, brother take one called can't stop. Now Um, we're going to play some instrumentals. Uh, like no worries when with ya, you know how we do. So let's get it popping, people. And uh, you're tuned into the network of awareness. You are now tuned in to the network of awareness. To the network of awareness. To the network of awareness. To the network of awareness.
brother. I don't have a lot of time, take. They got the dogs on me. You know, they really trying to get me to take this science appliance, brother. And you know I'm not doing that, man. Oh, where you at? I'm not doing it. I'm in an undisclosed location right now. Up in the nature spot near that cabin I used to go to. But they they got the dogs tracking me. They got the satellites. So they eventually going to get here. I got it barricaded, you know what I'm saying? Because the only way I'm taking that jab is if I'm in a bag, brother. So take, I just want to tell you this before anything else happens. And I want to get this out to you and let you know. All right, brother, take, take. We at the door.
Brothers and sisters, I'm still working. I got so much music coming out. This is definitely a track that um, I'm still, I've been postponing. I'm putting out because I haven't completed the lyrics to it yet. But uh, this is definitely a song that's going to come out called Thank You for All the Love.
take one. There's only a mad time for this happen. We about to hit you some bars to resonate with your soul. Bar Smith, let's go. Let me talk my shit. American dream is nothing more for a mirage to keep you enslaved, controlled by the synagogues. They gave us a white man with blue eyes, called him God. Malcolm X started to learn before he sabotaged. The truth that behind my logic was a fraud. The whole Islam nation, nothing but a facade. You industry niggas, nothing but some cheap rods. Riding balls to Satan, giving this dick a massage. America's Babylon, hitting the camouflage. Brotherhood recruitment, I'm the sign of large. Triple scoops of the Truth, that's how them dies. Taking shots that even Neil can't die. Land in the eagle, robbing you for your morals, promoting air and evil. Heavenly surveillance that every camera can see. GMO process and everything that defeats you. Wicked ways that the world was here to mislead you. Of the world of sin, they only learn the worst of it. Every kid equipped with barcodes and bioshits. Slowly we accepting it, pretending it's benefiting. But now they want to know what you be heading and what you're getting and selling. Because in Armageddon, big brother is over protected. So you always say yes to him, he wants to be respected. When our service has expired, he'll get tired and we all be irrelevant. Surface, he's grinding, but deep inside he's crying, trying to keep his eyes on the prize to keep the massage smiling. All stacked against him, he leans on y'all to not fall to violence. And when he call on y'all, y'all responds with such flawless timing. His environment's filled with zombies, it's not the brightest. Finding ways to escape this place, he gets lost with rhyming. Using his gift to uplift, but also constant reminder that somewhere someone needs his songs to give all praise to Yahweh. Don't worry, just don't worry. Yahweh, then Yahweh's gonna bring us home. Hey, got the heart of a lion, armor all on his body. This used the hardest thing ever, but still he cost the mileage. Deep in the trenches where wickedness prospers all the time. It's like the good gets punished just for doing what is smart and righteous. As the stars are aligning, y'all was calling his finest. All united, not divided. Tough road, but I think y'all I'm alive. Thank y'all
are now tuned in to the Network of Awareness. And we are back. Yes, yes. So, people, um, 
I'm going to wrap things up here because I got a lot of work to do. Like I mentioned, I'm working on a couple of uh, projects and um, I got some music coming out uh, with Take One in the very near future. And we're currently working on this and uh, putting a lot of work into this particular project. It's going to be a good one. Um, I also... Um, invested in some new software. So what you're going to start seeing besides my dynamic graphic marketing videos that I've been putting out, which I do provide as a service, if anyone's interested in marketing, whatever it is that they do, um, I could put some really nice um, designs to market your brand or your services or whatever it is you want to put out there um, on social media. As well as um, I'm going to be doing cartoons now. So what you're going to start seeing from the Network of Awareness is cartoon reels. Uh, promoting the Network of Awareness. But what I'm also going to learn how to do is how to put together cartoons for some of my music that I'm going to be putting out. It's going to be a difficult thing to do, but I'm going to learn how to do it with uh, some of the things I've uh, invested in. But for the most part, these cartoons, you're going to start seeing them in the very near future. Probably starting tomorrow, I'll start putting these cartoons out to promote, you know, shows and, you know, things that I'm doing, whatever it is. So I'm going to have cartoons now um, promoting the network of awareness. Um, and it's going to, it's definitely going to be uh, something where, you know, I'm just going to advance my situation here at the Network of Awareness and be able to offer more. So if you're somebody who wants like a tutorial or some type of marketing video using cartoons, that's something else. And I'm going to be putting all this on my website and I'm going to be sending this to my developers in Europe and um, have them, you know, kind of set the set tabs up on my website to uh, promote these services that you can get and also pay for them directly through the site. So it's all a work in progress and uh, it's going to be coming together, man. Um, he said, <laughs> awesome. I'll be watching with my pajamas and big ass bowl of, of Captain Crunch. <laughs> Dad, brother, you still eating that Captain Crunch, huh? Well, my my favorite was Captain Crunchberry. I didn't really like the Captain Crunch, but the Captain Crunchberry was uh, good. The only thing with Captain Crunch, though, is that you got to make sure you eat it fast enough before it gets all soggy. But uh, brothers and sisters, I want to thank you for joining me on this episode uh, 23 of season three, which if you don't know, season three is called Faith on Fire. And that's what this whole season's about. It's about having faith on fire. And this uh, this episode is called Critical Thinkers. And I hope that you enjoyed it. And um, brothers and sisters, you know, like I always say, when you live in the present, there's always an opportunity for a new beginning. And um, don't look for the light at the end of the tunnel because the light is and always will be within you. That's how the Most High created you. So be the light that you were meant to be, emanated brightly, okay? And shine that light bright and find your way through the darkness of that tunnel and stop waiting for the light at the end of the tunnel because the light is within you, people. 
So all I have to say to that is peace, love, and light. This is Audio Informationalist, owner and founder of the Network of Awareness. Until we meet again tonight, brothers and sisters, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Let's go.